let's hear a story about Markham This is Lisa Orton with the weekly Markham Hill Moment of History from Friends of Markham Hill, an effort to save the mountain from development and make it a nature and wildlife preserve. Not only will this protect the birds, wildlife, natural habitats, and intact urban forest inside Fayetteville, it will also protect its ecology, environmental benefits, historical places, early 20th century ruins, evidences of Native American habitation all over the mountaintop, including its registered sites, the U of A running trails used by our champion cross-country and track teams, and its natural habitats where students from the University of Arkansas, Fayetteville High School, and Ramey Junior High and elsewhere can do studies and field trips in walking distance from class. Today's story, only Rolls-Royce in town. Joy Pratt Markham and her Rolls-Royce were famous around Fayetteville in the 1960s. Older Fayetteville natives can tell you stories about it. Here are two articles and one neighbor's story. A Rolls-Royce in the Bedroom by Chuck Hemingway, published in the Arkansas Democrat magazine, March 10, 1968. Mike McBee, a University of Arkansas senior from MENA, probably has just about the classiest roommate around. He shares a bedroom with a Rolls-Royce. The Silver Cloud, a 1958 six-cylinder model, belongs to Mrs. Joy Pratt Markham, who lives atop Markham Mountain, less than a mile from Razorback Stadium. McBee occupies a room and a half of the garage apartment, with the other half going to the Rolls-Royce. Somehow it's not the same when the Rolls isn't here, McBee notes. This is a very nice place to live, but when it's not here, it loses a lot of its class. I really enjoy it. Whenever Mrs. Markham wants to garage the car, she honks several times and McBee opens the garage doors to let her in. Mrs. Markham bought the Rolls-Royce in 1959, ending nearly a year of looking for the right car. Mother and I wanted to give the American cars the benefit of the doubt, she explained. But American cars were just the biggest, brassiest, chromiest things in 58 and 59. One day while looking through a magazine, she ran across a picture of a Rolls-Royce, and that started her thinking. It was just a simple car with simple lines, but I had no idea of where to look for one. Shortly afterwards, Mrs. Markham learned of an automobile dealer in Fort Worth who had a three-year-old Rolls that was gray with red leather upholstery. But the night before Mrs. Markham saw the car, the dealer's wife backed into a telephone pole and smashed the trunk. I thought it was very nice, she said, but Mother never did like anything secondhand, so we didn't take that one. Then she learned of an Oklahoma City dealer who owned a Rolls-Royce that was about a year old. It was gray with blue leather interior. So Mrs. Markham and her mother, Mrs. C.L. Pratt, who at that time was 98, motored over to Oklahoma City to take a look at it. They took us around the block in it, and Mother said, Yes, this is the car I want, but I don't want a second-hand car. Mrs. Markham went on, I put a deposit on it anyway, and we came on home. Then we got a personal call from a man in Houston who said he had one just off the ship from the factory in England. Mrs. Markham had thought she wanted a black model, and the Houston Rolls was gray with tan leather interior. 
but she was interested and agreed to meet the dealer in Tulsa. That was that, she smiled. We had our roles. It was on December 2nd, 1959. In the rear of the Markham home was an old pre-Civil War cabin badly in need of repair. The two women had planned to restore the cabin with original logs from other old cabins in the hills around Fayetteville. But it became too big an undertaking for us, she said. Instead, a garage apartment was built of red cedar on the site of the old cabin. Mrs. Markham got all the doors, windows, and most of the fixtures from the old Washington Hotel, once located on the Fayetteville Square, which was being torn down in 1960. So, I guess you might say it's kind of an antique after all, she laughed. Now, the big double doors of the Washington Hotel serve as a picture window. The women planned it as a guest house. They furnished the cabin with two beds, a couch, chairs, and a fireplace, and everything needed to make an apartment complete. Mother always said if it rained, we could just sleep here and not have to cross the drive, but we never got to do it, she said. Mrs. Markham and her mother took a trip to Phoenix, Arizona in January 1960. Since then, she's made many trips to Oklahoma City and Tulsa and is planning another trip back to Phoenix. Mrs. Pratt died in 1961, and several months afterwards, Mrs. Markham decided to rent the garage apartment. She's been renting it ever since to well-chosen university men. The first three years she had the car, a company representative from New York made regular trips to check it out and on occasions took it to Fort Worth and St. Louis. In 1962, Mrs. Markham learned that William B. or Bill Yonkin, a Fayetteville automotive parts distributor, had a 1931 Rolls Royce which he had completely dismantled and put back together again. He agreed to start looking after her Rolls Royce too. Yonkin and Mrs. Markham sent off to the factory just outside of London for a shop manual, and since that time, Yonkin has personally serviced the car. It's really unique, McBee said. I wouldn't live anywhere else in Fayetteville. That completes the first article on Mrs. Markham's Rolls Royce. Now, we have a neighbor, Martha Sutherland's memories of Mrs. Markham and her Rolls Royce. Mrs. Markham would often call us and invite herself over. She would drive over in her silver Rolls Royce, her head peeking over the dashboard since she was so short, park the car in our driveway, come inside, and watch our TV. One day there was a rainbow in the sky. We got a photograph of it with her Rolls Royce in the foreground. The last newspaper article I found is called Fire Destroys City's Only Rolls-Royce, published in the Northwest Arkansas Times, August 6, 1973. The only Rolls-Royce in Fayetteville was destroyed by fire, which consumed a garage at the home of Mrs. Joy Pratt Markham on Markham Road early Sunday. Fire Chief Charles McWhorter said the 1958 model car was a total loss. Numerous antiques stored in the building also burned. The roof of the building had collapsed before firemen arrived at 6.15 in the morning. Neighbors reported hearing popping and crackling noises as much as an hour before the fire was reported. McWhorter said firemen concentrated on protecting adjacent homes and outbuildings. In addition to the Rolls-Royce, two other cars were blistered and had glass broken, 
and the back of Mrs. Markham's home suffered heat damage. No estimate of damage is yet available, McWhorter said, adding, it will be considerable. Mrs. Markham placed the value of the car at 16500 McWhorter said cause of the blaze is still undetermined, but firemen are investigating the possibility of arson. For photos corresponding to this story, go to Facebook group Friends of Markham Hill and look for the weekly entitled Only Rolls-Royce in Town. To keep up with our effort to save the 144-acre Markham Hill property from development and make it a nature and wildlife preserve, join our Facebook group Friends of Markham Hill. Sign our petition and share it with others. Request a free Save Markham Hill yard sign and ask and keep asking the developer specialized real estate group that's Jeremy Hudson and Seth Mims and their out-of-state financial backer Robert M. Dant to please donate the entire property or sell it to a conservation group who will preserve it all. You can find all this information on our Facebook group Friends of Markham Hill. This is Lisa Orton with the weekly Markham Hill Moment of History.